Sexual preference? Women. However, I, I had one homosexual experience in the past in college. Is there a bisexual option available? No, sir, this option is no longer available since about last summer due to several operational problems. Hmm. I'm afraid you have to decide right now if you want to be registered as a homosexual or a heterosexual. I think I should be registered as a heterosexual. Don't bring out the lobster. No. Don't bring out the whole ocean. Do you think TJ Khaled has seen the lobster? No. I want to know definitely his reaction. Not. He it would probably kill him. him. Like, just, I straight up no. don't think he could make it through. He'd think it was... He'd think it was a prank. I think he'd turn no. it off after the opening scene. He, he would think it's some, like... And then go turn on Baywatch. <laughs> no, That'd be a W. He'd be so base for that, dude. For he Baywatch? would watch it. He just wouldn't... He wouldn't get the meaning behind it. And he would just think it's some ultra-serious movie. He wouldn't get that it's funny. He wouldn't get it. Exactly, yeah. He wouldn't get that it's funny. Yeah, I had... I had a friend earlier today ask me if he should watch The Lobster. And I was like... I really gotta think about that one. Because yeah. I don't know if I can recommend this movie to anyone. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about it, but God, um, there I'm is one movie the though. Lobster. Actually, no, we're not going to go into what we watched yet. We have we have important news, and the important news is that yes. we're announcing next week's theme right now, off top, off the top, right off the off bat. the rip. We're riffing. Yeah, we we're riffing. Uh, we're repeating. We're going back. Uh, kinda. back in, kinda, sorta, back in, uh, not November, back in September, we did director roulette. And honestly, I think that's the most fun we've had with the picks and mm -hmm. the idea of picking on the show because of how impromptu and live it all was. So we're, we're doing that again. Yeah. We're changing it up. We're not doing director roulette. We're doing actor roulette. So You'll see how it works in two minutes if you weren't around in September. If you weren't, yes. you should go back and listen to those episodes because they were really fun. But um, uh, I'll have the first pick this month because we have to do some scheduling stuff. I'll have the first pick. Joey and Jackson have picked out an actor for me. By the end of the episode, I have to have an act or a movie of theirs ready. And that will be my pick for next week. Mm -hmm. yep. And then we're also going to let jackson do his today and we're yes. also gonna do my birthday yes joey has a birthday yes. pick that i think Woo! that episode's coming out on like march 12th ish i'm not positive mm -hmm. on that um Somewhere which is right not now. my birthday it's not exact it scheduling again was weird with you know we're students we've got spring break we, we're making that work but <laughs> anyways so you're gonna get three picks right off the bat all today for the first three weeks of march which is fun um mm. do you guys want to give me mine yes yeah no. you want to say what you want to say yeah yes. we well, probably should yeah you probably should you want me to say it yes yeah, yeah, yeah you can say it yeah you can say it okay you want to say who uh, we thought of a couple people we thought of yeah we'll run through the list real quick don't um, run through the one that we might pick though oh okay yeah oh because so, i have yeah because this is a longer yeah. month, so we get yeah. two each, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Correct. 
Okay. So we were we were looking and we were like, what's what's one of the things that we can, you know, kind of make this a Josh pick more than just how funny it would be if we picked something weird. Um, mm-hmm. So we we're like, let's pick people that Josh thinks are attractive. And we went <laughs> that through, was Joey's idea. Yeah, and we, went, we went through a bunch of Hey, it this. was your idea too. Your first person you said was in that vein. But we went through a list of people. Um, Jackson threw out Ethan Hawke. Gorgeous man. Gorgeous. <laughs> I threw out Channing Tatum. Uh, stunning. 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 You already know what I would have picked. Yes, we and, do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then I was like, well, you know, it'd be funny if we did Willem Dafoe. Yep. But uh, anyways, him. after going through a bunch of those and disagreeing and disagreeing and, and disagreeing just yelling at each other and yelling at each other, um, <laughs> we cared. We cared a lot about your pick. Uh, I was like, I was like, what if we do this? And then we didn't do that. Yeah. And then the, the next one where I was like, what if we do this? Was uh, your girl? Your uh, your your girl that you say if she's in a movie, uh, that movie's interesting and she's always going to give a stellar performance. And that's Tilda motherfucking Fuck yes. Swinton. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. I'm obsessed with that. Woo. Oh my gosh, that's great. Okay. I'm going to have Tilda Swinton's letterbox page just pulled up Mm -hmm. on my other monitor the entire time. Um, And it's a wide variety of stuff you can choose. Maybe I can... That's also one thing I was looking at. (laughs) Do I pick Uncut Gems where she plays the auction manager's voice off screen? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that would be so funny. (laughs) It would be so good. It would be a good bit. Um, Yeah, I love that. That's going to be fun. I'll pick my 138 films. She's in so much. And she's That's always insane. great. Yeah, no, I'm this is Oh, cool. I know what I would pick if I were you. You should write that down and tell me at the end. I will. I've seen 20 of her movies. Yeah, no, I love her. Um Jackson. For yes. yours. We had Time to bring two. out the lobster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh sadly you're cast member is not in the lobster um no but so we had two um i said john travolta i wanted mm-hmm. i was i was looking at travolta i was like that's okay. that would be really interesting mm-hmm. i kind of assumed you guys were gonna go newer with me like tilda's kind of typically yeah. working 2010s at least and is what i'm okay. looking at so i was like let's go older but that's where Travolta was. And then Joey okay. threw out someone who I, we kind of agreed is working in a similar vein, mm-hmm. but has a lot more potential to go yeah. in a lot of different directions. So, okay. I mean, we gave you his face off co-star Nick yeah. Cage. Is it? <laughs> Let's go. Nicholas Cage. Let's so, go. That'll be, I mean, there's so That's much you could fun. do with Nick Cage. That is you could go anywhere. Um, you could do really fun, or you could do like super dark drama if you want to go for mm-hmm. one of those, because there there's potential there. Um, so that by the end of the episode, we'll have those two lined up. Um, let us get through the lobster discussion first. Um, Tell them to bring Joey, up the lobster. Not yet. Not yet. 
Joey, do you want to announce um, now or you want to announce at the end? No, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and announce now. Okay. Since we're all just kind of doing this. Um what are, so our rules on the birthday episode, every everyone I mean, me and J- Jackson have already had like our birthdays this cycle. Back in July, I picked Suspiria. Jackson picked Minari. Just the the rule is you pick whatever movie you want, mm-hmm. and we will we're gonna yeah. cover it. So, yep. It's uh, it's time for something a little different. Is what I was thinking mm-hmm. when I was thinking about what movie I should pick. Um, and. I was struggling to find anything that would that would be interesting enough and different for us to do an episode on. That was until last night. So fatefully, last night before the episode where I had to announce, uh, Monterey Pop came into the picture. And mm-hmm. I cried while watching it because it was so good. And the music just like everything it i've already so i actually came back today and started it again and got an hour through again which is like almost the entire thing uh before i turned on the lobster but it's like it's it's incredible to just watch people groove and that's what we're gonna get to do with monterey pop and i'm excited to see how jackson someone who has not watched a single concert film ever never none of them and josh who uh has watched concert films but i feel like you don't know too much about like this scene yeah you're much more versed in this type of music than i am i'm excited to see how y'all react to some of the performances because it is off the fucking rails in this movie but yep that's it Get a little, get a little concert film concert on film the, document. This will be our first yeah, stop. That'll be right? fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting. It will be. I've been like trying to get a doc on the show for a while. Like I've been like I trying to, to fit it. it into a theme, and it just like hasn't happened. But um, mm-hmm. God, that's gonna be cool. I I love that. It's either gonna be like a ten minute episode where we we're just like music yeah. was good, we're done, or we're just gonna like keep praising it. I will, interesting. I could talk on this alone without y'all for like thirty minutes. I you want to do a solo right episode? Now. I'll just yes. like <laughs> I'll just like send you the Riverside link. You record a solo episode and I'll post it. That would be, be so wild. Funny. Um, yeah. So me and Jackson will make our picks at the end of the episode. If you want to skip ahead in the chapters, I, I they should be down there wherever they are in your different podcatcher. But um. You can skip through our what we watch section, through the lobster, whatever. Um, but we do have some things we need to talk about. Um, I have one huge thing that I need to talk about. I was teasing it earlier when we were talking off mic. Um, that I I watched something big today. That oh yeah, you did. Uh-huh. I've I've been meaning to get around to for a long time um okay knocked it off today for a long time joey was trying to get me to watch oh um some tarkovsky stuff oh and so last year i finally like chipped away at some of those and 
Um, last year, I think I watched Stalker and Solaris, and I'd already seen a couple others. Um, yeah. But um, Solaris, like, has been sitting weirdly with me. I don't know if it's really speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you that Steven Soderbergh's Solaris is speaking to me. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I okay. loved oh, this. No. I'm excited to watch it. I think I'll it's also love not... it. It's but... not Okay, so let me let me preface this. <laughs> it is not a remake. It is okay. a adaptation of the book that okay. goes a completely different direction with it. Okay. The story is not even the same. Like it is completely different. It is operating in a different level. Obviously, I mean, like we know how Andre Tarkovsky makes movies. Like the guy is just pure methodical, slow cinema. And either that's your bag or it's not. Typically, slow cinema is my bag. Tarkovsky is kind of the exception. It feels like for me. Except I really like Stalker. Um, how, Solaris is like two and a half hours, right? Three-ish? Yeah, it's like two and a half, three hours. Yeah. yeah. I think it's um, actually not that long. Yeah, Soderbergh's is a hundred minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it is really to the point with a lot of it. It's not going to just like... I don't know. Like, it's not something that loses me with any pacing. Whereas Solaris, it's in the back half lost me. Like, the Tarkovsky one lost mm-hmm. me a little bit. It's tough to say Solaris with these two movies. Like, they're the same name, and I'm getting them jumbled in my head. But, like, Clooney's really good. Um, mm-hmm. Viola Davis is in this. Early Davis performance. And she's really wow. good. Really, really, really good. Um and it's it's produced by James Cameron and John Landau. Okay. And uh I didn't know that until like I watch I start the movie, 20th Century Fox logo and then Lightstorm Entertainment pops up. And if I see Lightstorm on a movie, I get excited because I know that they're going to do something weird and cool with the VFX. The VFX in this movie are on another level. Like hmm. the way they show what Solaris the planet looks like I'm obsessed with. What are you giving it? I'm deciding between four and four and a half. I think I'm going four and a half. I was about to say, I was like, whoa. I feel really good about it. It's, and it's something that just like, is kind of clearly for me, probably Soderbergh's best movie, in my opinion. Wow. And I love Ocean's Eleven, and that's a tough Better thing to than say. Oceans. It's not, it's obviously so different, but yeah. It's tough. I don't know. Where's I know some of my some of my mutuals this? really love it too, so but it I think it has like a a low-ish lower rating than the first one or than the, the original, yeah. obviously. But yeah, it does. um definitely more polarizing. I'm curious to yeah, see was... what you guys would think. I think you guys mm-hmm. would both love it though. I think I'll love it. I was also wrong about Solaris. I don't know why I thought that it was short. No, it's short. short. It's shorter than Stalker. That's what I was going to say. I thought it was short for Tarkovsky, not actually Mm -hmm. short, but I thought it was like 215 or something, but it's 247. I remember it being long because that movie took me two sittings. Um, Yeah. 
Me and Jack. It's still good. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I said, tell him to bring out the soda berg. Tell tell him to bring You've out the soda. Got to stop. <laughs> Ain't gonna stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. I'm yeah. No, I like Soderbergh was on my list of like, I want to watch more of these filmmakers this year. He was he was like top of that list, and I'm really, I made the right choice. He's up there. It's him and like Kelly Reichard, um, Cronenberg to like actually get through some more of his. um, Kurosawa, De Palma, Kurosawa was on that list, and I, (laughs) I put. Wong Kar Wai on the list just so that I can like hold myself to watching the last one that I have left because I literally only have one um so yeah that's really all I needed to talk about um unless we want to get into Madam Web hell no, no. hell no hell no I did I mean Madam Web sucked Webb. I had a great time but ass. it sucked <laughs> so bad <laughs> what do y'all want to talk about uh i actually that... have movies that i watch no uh, way talk about them i do talk about them i will there was one text um, that you sent me bring out the movies. that we have to talk about that movie that has yes, to be in I, here. yes okay I, i'm going to that will be the Just last one sure. i'm talking about i'm nope. about to burn through these uh so i watched two nolan movies uh the dark knight and the dark knight rises Yo. Dark knight is carried so hard by Ledger that it's insane. And the movie has just soured over time. It used to be a five now, or then it went to a four and a half. Now it's a four. Mm. Uh, It's still a really great movie, but it's just when you don't have Ledger in your scene in that movie, no one cares. Like it's, it's Ledger or it's bust. I care. No, you don't. I would just like to cite. I would like to cite that, uh, Back in like September when I saw this in theaters, I got a lot <laughs> of shit from you guys for saying yeah. that this is a four star movie. And now and it's a four star movie. See how no, the mighty have fallen. Nah, no, it's a four yeah, star see movie. The, see, see how me, <laughs> the mighty, have fallen. Um yeah, and then I have it at a four and a half, I don't have it at a five. So I wrote I wrote a little review for that. And then uh I did not write a review for um the Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. because it bored the shit out of me and no. it's a lot worse than I remember. <laughs> it's so no. bad. Josh no. cited the editing and I, I've never looked at the editing like that closely in that movie. It's it is horrendous. <laughs> it's so bad. It's it's fucking like I'm middle of a statement in a scene and you're cutting me off and then I'm walking away. It's It's like the movie lags out and doesn't know what happens through half the scenes. That's not anyway, Nolan's yeah. fault. No. Yeah, you okay. just got no. Well, okay. Can't nice. even argue back. All right. Uh, then I watched The Visit and I gave it a three and a half, but then I dropped Visit's it to a so three. Great. What? Well, I mean, it's it's just a good movie, and it's it's pretty. It's, a it, great it's movie. really good. It's now I'm the not... M Night Defender. Now I'm no, the M Night Defender. That's his most. That's one of his most basic movies. That's no, why I dropped it's, it down. It, it knows what it is. Yeah, it knows it's basic no okay um, i'm not saying anything i haven't seen it yet i'll watch it and it's then great. i watched monterey pop and i cried because of how beautiful it was and then um the other one which i've had josh's disc for for uh 
months and months and <laughs> like months. probably six to eight months yeah by now i got it back finally, i finally watched ituoma tambien and uh i have this weird I, feeling I, that any real latinos ooh. listening need to brace themselves for impact i have this feeling <laughs> that this is not gonna be good so uh i sent josh a text like 10 minutes into the movie that just said what the fuck am i watching yeah and uh that was during the diving board scene if anybody knows uh uh, what that scene is i was just like what the fuck are we doing it's weird it is weird it's a little it's a little it's a little odd um and then i i kind of i started uh watching the movie okay thank fucking god <laughs> 10 yeah 10 minutes in you're not really into the headspace you need to be in for most movies mm-hmm. and i was like okay what the fuck am i watching and then there's stuff that i can't spoil here that happens that leaves you kind of like oh my god we just went from this to this and now we're going here with that and I, uh, I I have like half of a review written that I haven't posted yet, uh-huh. but I would find it, I, I, I found it hard when I was writing some of the review to uh, not use the word perfection when talking about the script. It swings through life like no other movie I've ever seen. It is unbelievable sometimes how well the script is integrated into the movie how seamlessly everything flows together but how just real it is anyways it's a four and a half star movie with a heart (laughs) and i fucking kind of adore it and i'm thinking back to it constantly so uh yeah it's a really good movie i need to watch it again because I haven't seen it in so long. Like, mm-hmm. it was one of the first movies I watched after getting Letterboxed. I, like, saw that it was really highly rated, and it was, like, on Netflix or something. And I checked it out and didn't know what to make of it. But it was one of those that, like, everyone else rated it highly. And early in my time on Letterboxd, I just, like saw that it had a, over a four so i just gave it five stars which happened yeah. a lot back then that's yeah. like it's why the shawshank redemption was at five stars for so long because i just like gave mm-hmm. it five stars um it's also why the dark knight was at five it's also mm-hmm. why yeah most inception was a five star for a long time like yeah god but yeah i how the mighty have fallen uh-huh um itsu mama tambien i think was like kind of critical to my mm-hmm. journey coming out that movie is like really even like the fact that i haven't seen it in so long i just think back on scenes of it and i'm just like god god if i had seen that like one year earlier yeah everything would have changed for me but i saw it at exactly the right time for me and now i'm very much out and very much happy so it's it's (laughs) uh (laughs) it's it's one of my favorites it's an easy five star for me and i will probably watch it again soon now that i have my disc back yeah <laughs> that wonderful criterion um i wonder how i wonder why you uh 
Yeah, I wonder why. I haven't been watching it. Um, <laughs> Where'd that thing go? Did you watch anything else? Nope, that's it. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Madam Web. Madam Web. Yeah. I have nothing more to say about Madam Web. I am done talking about that movie. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, if you want, Moving if you on. want to know my thoughts, just go look at my review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little half star piece right there. I think I mentioned before I've been watching through the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Mm, yeah, I've watched like I I watched like three where I just didn't or I think yeah four and five I just didn't yeah. talk about it. I don't think uh, four was four was the best at the time I'd watched it and it was the only mm-hmm. good movie in the series. However, <laughs> little over a week ago. I watched part six, Jason Lives. And I texted y'all this. The Mm -hmm. movie opens with them digging up his grave. He rips somebody's heart out. And then he does a James Bond turn. He does like a turn toward the camera and it zooms in on his eyeball and does a James Bond title card where he slashes. It's. Oh my! It's absurd. Gosh. You sent us a video of it. It was absurd. Yes, it's but like it's in the hard. best it's way. It's so hard. Yeah, it's, it's so, so hard. good, dude. Um, and we like, should have covered that one instead of the I first one. That, we should have. We should have. Yeah. We should have. Um, immediately when I saw that, I knew it was going to be fun, and I knew that I was finally going to get a Friday the Thirteenth movie, how it should be. It shouldn't be some. <sighs> the whole movie and nothing happens and then the kills are boring and off screen golly yeah he's terrible movies six is great i gave it a three and a half and a heart like that is a damn good horror movie so that's the best of the franchise that's the best of the franchise and it probably won't get better until we get to jason x i think the only potential that i have more fun is either Jason Takes Manhattan or Jason X. Yeah, which are both just... Yeah. I would be shocked maybe if they go higher than three and a half, time. but still. No. Maybe yeah. I have a good time with Freddy, Freddy versus Jason because, I mean, Robert England's going to be having fun, dude. Yeah. He's he's so fun on screen. Yeah. Um, I watched Under the Skin. Hmm. Mm second glazer movie in uh two weeks and mm. uh joey you kind of invalid for some of those comments you've been making uh, you, uh, actually, uh, actually, you're gonna... <laughs> josh back That's me up josh back me up josh back me up i i've been reading a lot about it because he's like glazer is probably at the height of his fame right now after getting those oscar nominations yeah, for, oh, for sure and they're deserved obviously because zone is a masterpiece to me but i i think like especially looking at it in conversation with under the skin which is they're both so averse to any kind of plot neither of them is interested in that at all um Mm -hmm. it is like under the skin especially um if you want to call it a vibes piece you can it's like just kind of pure vibes but Mm. I also do understand the it's mm-hmm. just Scarlett Johansson driving around and picking people up for an hour mm-hmm. of that movie, which is true. Yeah. Yep. I think some but, of that yep. messed with me, but then other times yeah. it was just like 
there's like it, moments it, in there that i'm just like i don't know like toward the end it's just like on another level visually the beginning is mm-hmm. like the first oh, 20 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. i'm just like in awe there's mm-hmm. a shot there's a shot in the middle and this will this is not going to be a spoiler but if i know jackson has just seen it so i think he'll get where i'm going with this there's a single shot in the middle when scarlett johansson is luring one of the men in and mm-hmm. he is sinking yeah mm-hmm. and he is in the distance and we're super far away his body is like spread out and then there's yeah. like a click in the soundtrack and his body just starts morphing really oh, yeah one of the freakiest things i've ever seen and yeah. i think about it yeah ev- i've thought about it every day since i've seen the movie mm-hmm. i think the movie is legitimately kind of scarring but in like the best way i want to watch it again yeah a little bit yeah the atmosphere glazer provides is mm-hmm. just uh it's it's it's, it's next level to compare it to anything yeah oh i could compare it to something what are you going to compare it to? madam webb you know, it- it reminds me of it reminds me of movies that are like mid. Oh my gosh! Not good. I Kinda think like I gave atmosphere. this this Joey. Did you give this a three? Yeah. Okay, I gave it a three and a half, but, a, but I gave a it a heart. five. I think it's one of the best movies of the twenty tens. Yeah. I would rather eat glass than watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're equally I'm painful oh experiences, God. but I kind of like that that's what he's going for like it's really interesting i kind of like also glass, though. i think <laughs> kind of my last word on it i do think that mika levi's score is best of the mm-hmm. decade potential whoa wrong it's incredible i don't know about but that it is really but good. it's great yeah. it is like on pure experimentalism and just the fact that i've mm-hmm. never heard anything like that and then i listen mm-hmm. to their score for for zone of interest which i honestly i will never listen to that score again and it's just it's the next level of that in terms of pure horror god it's good um, the next level of it is uh oh god i was thinking the same thing mm-hmm. um zone of Venture should be winning score this year like oppenheimer score is so good and it's gonna win but like zone isn't even nominated and it should be winning wrong so yeah that's that's all i have to say about under the skin i feel like i talk about it all the time under the skin is what Alex Garland aspires to make. He wishes he could. He's make not a cool movie enough to go that experimental. He's the not cool is, enough. The thing is, it's not even that he's not cool enough. He's not good enough, and he never will be good enough to even that, reach half of the uh, perfection that Glazer provides. Yeah, in his I, direction of Under the Skin don't like glazer that much so far but that is the best description of glazer and garland ever it's just diet glazer when you get garland and then glazer is like garland but on ketamine i i like the idea that like alex garland saw the end of under the skin and he's just like annihilation let's actually let's do that in annihilation and it's just like that but bad like i really don't like that movie Ugh. i'm so glad i'm not the only one no yeah you've got us on your side i'm so glad on about that most alex garland hatred <laughs> civil war oh, civil war oh my homies eight hate alex garland dude eight hate no, i said nature no, there no 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 no, no. Yeah. cannibalism oh, yeah. jackson we can't no, do that. no 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 not on this podcast 
Um, <laughs> uh, inside joke. Uh, um, inside joke. <laughs> sorry for movie. anyone who was getting excited about Bones and All being covered, but that movie is permanently <laughs> banned from sorry. this podcast. Sorry, y'all. I don't like cannibalism. It ain't He's cool not a me. fan. He's not a fan. No raw. No raw no. podcast. Me and Joey will start our own cannibalism podcast. Yes, <laughs> where we only horrifying. cover cannibalistic That's movies. That's awful. That's great. Um, I also cried last night because I rewatched Fox and the Hound for the first time in about 15 mm. years. Mm. And I cried like four times. Yeah. Like it's... Yeah. Oh, man. I I, I, sh- I straight up five-starred it. Um, Because oh, yeah. like I, I had been thinking about that movie for about a year. And like remembering how much I loved it as a kid, and I'm like, but it's all about this. It, it, it's like it's huge on like moving forward in life and growing as a person, and like you're gonna have to leave people behind, and that is just gonna happen. And you know, as a kid, you don't really get that. You don't get that side of the movie. And then as you start to grow up, you really start to understand it, and it 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 hurts, but it's a good hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. Yeah, great movie. I should definitely watch it one of these days. I've still never seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's one of Disney's best. Quietly, one of Disney's best. Yeah, the yeah. Fox and the Hound Hive is up. very loud sometimes. Yeah, I didn't grow up on like all the, like I grew up on some Disney movies, but they were not your Disney movies that everybody's seen all the Cinderella and whatever. I grew up on like, Mm -hmm. um, Tarzan and Fox and the Hound and Dumbo and a couple Pixar movies. Mm. Yeah. He's quirky. He's different. He's not like, like he he grew up on those underground (laughs) productions, dude. Shut up. Yeah. You know, that billion dollar corporation that everybody knows everything from, Oh my yeah, god! I'll watch. I'll watch their underground shit. Shut your mouth! I'll start chewing chips into the mic. I will. Yeah. No, that. No, 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 no. We're not doing that again. Yeah, you getting punished too, Josh? I didn't even do it's anything. All Joey. I get punished there. He doesn't care. He doesn't have to edit this show. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what makes it funny. <laughs> You're only punishing Josh. Fuck you. That's great. We, we got. He's eating. <laughs> He's literally eating. He wasn't Stop even kidding. <laughs> it was just Finish a Hershey kiss. Mental breakdown time on the pod. <laughs> I talked for so long, I needed a, a treat. <laughs> I needed a little treat. He needs an actual baby. Surgeries. Yeah. All right. We're moving into the lobster. Tell we have been going so long. Time to bring out the lobster. Time to bring out the lobster. Time to bring out the lobster. Time to bring out the whole ocean. Who is doing the synopsis? Boom, boom, boom. All of us. All of us. All of us. <laughs> all of us. All of us. We're riffing. We, wait, we all get 20 seconds. 20 seconds? <laughs> no, this is actually so good. Okay. Um, um, who wants the first 20 seconds? Start? I'll start. <laughs> okay. Wait, I'll I'll are we doing... Fuck. Who's doing the I'm timers? Are we doing our so own timers? I'll do, the, I'll, I'll do the timer and I'll just call okay. it. I'll, I'll start. Or Joey start at 20 seconds. I'll just start talking. Um, and then Am I closing this shit out? You're, you're, you're ending it. <laughs> no. Let's go. We'll figure this out as we go. One minute Josh, on the clock. You're going to have to make up some ground because I'm we'll, talking we'll about do, the beginning. I'll do what I can. The entire thing. 
Okay. You ready? Yeah, Never I'm not. Clock. I'm so not ready. <laughs> okay, good. Three, two, one, go. We start off, uh, Colin Farewell is getting cupped by his wife, and then uh, he has to go to uh, a single man jail hell, and <laughs> when he gets there, he's like, I want to be turned into a lobster because the lobsters live so long and, and stuff and such. Three, and then, two, uh, one. You gave me nothing to work with. <laughs> um, he makes friends with John C. Riley and Ben Wishaw, and then after a bunch of antics where he tries to get with any woman because he chose heterosexual and not homosexual at the beginning because it's a choice um, <laughs> um he uh breaks out of the hotel and goes and lives in the woods to one time it's jackson go um and he goes and lives in the woods and there's all these people there and they're actually anti-romance and they said if you're romantic then you get to like get your get everything cut off um, and then all this stuff happens, and then uh, his girlfriend goes Five, blind because she loves him, and then he three, goes into the two, bathroom, one, and then it's ambiguous time. ending. Yeah! Dude, that, <laughs> that was, was good. That was good. Uh, Joey we did, did, we uh, all did great work. That was good, because Joey did approximately zero seconds of screen time. <laughs> yes. And I did the first half of the movie, and Jackson, and then Jackson uh, did the second half. rushed through the second <laughs> half. And focused good. on people getting their lips cut for like ten yeah. seconds. <laughs> dude, the red not kiss, too bad, dude. Not too bad. Not too bad. In the red um, intercourse. I. This was terrifying. A, I'm terrified of it. It is. It is freaky. Um, I. We were texting earlier in the week. Um. Jackson said in our group chat that. Uh, he was not ready for this movie the first time he watched it. And I think yeah. we're kind of across the board in the same boat with that. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to check right now when the first time I watched it was. Um, it was March of 22. Which, March of 22, that's... I was probably around then as well. I don't know if I logged it, but I was it's also March... around then when I watched it for the first time. That, yeah, that's... I have no clue when I watched it. I'm really Wait. bad with dates was that no it would it was probably late 22 when i watched it so i may have logged it so i watched it around two-ish years ago um really like didn't know mm. what to make of it weird ass movie it's undeniably weird ass movie i had seen some other yorgos i'd seen the favorite and love the favorite to this day it's pretty easily my favorite yorgos film um and I really, I really like Killing the Sacred Deer. Um, it's that movie Killing is, the Sacred Deer is phenomenal. It's so good. Um, and then now I've seen Poor Things, and I really, really love Poor Things too. Um, but then The Lobster was just kind of in limbo for a while for me. I just like didn't know what to make of it, and I kind of just forgot what it was. Um, but I did want the revisit, so I'm glad we got to it. Um, Jackson, what's your kind of history with it um i watched it for the first time back in september of 22 Mm -hmm. um so not too long after you um i had crazy high expectations going into it mostly because i was that was as i was starting to log stuff on letterboxd pretty consistently and i was like oh look a24 movie yeah that ends Um, up being a label that we just throw on it yeah whether it's valid and or so not I was like, should be great should love it 
didn't love it. Second time watching, realized uh, that the reason I didn't love it, and I've realized this as I've watched uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer and Poor Things, I think any of Yorgos' films, like if you haven't seen any, whatever one you watch as your first one, you mm-hmm. are not going to love it. Because it's it's his humor style yeah. is very different mm-hmm. than what uh, what everybody's used to used to seeing in films. It's very dry. It's very dark. It's the Coen Brothers, but weird. It's yeah, the Coen Brothers, bit. but Mediterranean, but quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are good descriptions. I don't know when I watched it, but. Yorgos, uh, I've seen The Lobster, I've seen Killing of a Sacred Deer, and I've seen Poor Things, and I think that's it. Yeah, Um, me too. And I really like him. I don't want to spoil my thoughts too early on this movie, Um, but... If you want to leave it with you really like him, then we can... I I really like him. I really do. Okay. (laughs) Um, I read somewhere, and I think this is a good place to begin um, on it, is either this was describing how someone felt about his scripts or an actual fact about how he writes his scripts, um, mm-hmm. or this was someone else entirely, but I applied it to this. Um, so if I'm wrong, please let me know, because I'm curious. Email in. Um, I, I read somewhere that he writes his scripts in Greek, because he's Greek, and... Mm-hmm runs it through google translate to english and we know how google translates super fucking messy and terrible at translating a lot of the time i've heard that he writes it kind of normally in greek and let's translate make the awkward robotic stuff that that's kind of fire is kind of crazy it's kind of amazing if it's true that's amazing if it's not it's a cool way of describing it um i definitely feel like that's not true but god if it is that's yeah It's, it's just like describing it. It's not that. Bad. It's because mm-hmm. everything like Colin Farrell says in this movie, I'm just like, you are not a human being, and that's the point. Yeah, everything that is the anyone point. says. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I just, I, I think the point of it all is the roboticness. Um, and it's when it's a movie that's about, um, and I was reading up about it. It premiered at Cannes in 2015 and it won the queer palm there they have a, an award for the best queer movie and this movie has mm-hmm. no explicit gay relationship but they gave it the queer palm because it it's a takedown of traditional relationship structuring um and i found that really interesting um yeah it was it, their reasoning initially it was like they there weren't as many gay movies that year at Cannes that they could have given the award to so they were like default to this the the most queer straight movie i guess um which this is that but it was interesting either way um but i think when you're making such a a sharp satire about like for lack of a better word mating rituals um I think the roboticness is, it becomes the real strength of the movie. And without it, the movie just really doesn't work at all. Like, this mm. is honestly a bad movie without that. I agree. And I honestly f- completely forgot how satirical 
this was. And when I would look back on it, I would think, wow, that ending was so good. Oh my goodness, that left me speechless. Mm-hmm. Wow, there's some shocking stuff that happens in this. Uh, this is such a good movie. And that's why I think that I watched it like before I watched any good movies ever. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, I'm spoiling my thoughts on it. I didn't like it as much this time. I used Whoa. to kind of love this movie. Joey's and... been shitting on me for when I didn't yeah. like it that much for like it's a year and a half. It's still good, and it has its shining moments, and the filmmaking aspect is crazy. Um, every shot in this, I'm kind of like swooning over. Yeah. Um, but it's a little too one note across the board for me. It's too one note about the relationships. It's too one note in the comedy aspect. It's just, it doesn't have the life that other your ghost movies have i think i think to an extent that is the point i think it it, it's a movie that feels gray like it feels like they drained all the color out of it visually and thematically it's like i mean you watch a movie like poor things like Mm -hmm. absurdly colorful but also like Mm -hmm. thematically broader i guess um yes but I think the lobster, so much of it is how constrained it is and how, I don't know, every shot feels cramped and uncomfortable until yes. he gets out into the forest. And even then, sometimes it feels cramped. It's the fact that it does feel uh, like the relationships feeling one note. I mean, that's the world in this dystopia. Well, my my problem isn't that the relationships themselves fill one note. Mm-hmm. It's everything the movie's saying happens to be about relationships, and it's all done very much the same. Just like kind of hitting the, the beats, I guess. You, yeah, and and it's hitting the same. It's like you're just hitting the same thing over and over again. And yeah, at some point, the horse is dead. Stop. But I think, again, you know, it's not yeah. that deep, and it's. Because I can say, for me, I, I liked it more this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jared's I really needed the distance. Well. Yeah. And I also uh, needed to be single, weirdly enough, to get uh-huh. as much out of this as I did. Because that actually really helped me. Uh, rare time where being single helped anything. <laughs> but, you know, we're here. We've all. Um, but I think the one note of it all made sense to me as Mm -hmm. like the first half is like, okay, let's, if you're, you're, you're in a romantic relationship with someone who has one thing in common with you and you can lie about that one thing and no one's going to fucking catch you. You can have nosebleeds, but then your partner can fake having nosebleeds and put ketchup on his shirt. And that's just going to be your relationship now. And going all in on satirizing that is really interesting to me. Um, even if it's super one note, even if it's like it is that hitting, kicking the dead horse, or I guess yeah. dead donkey in this case, over and over again. Oh my god! But um, I, I think what oh makes god. that work is the shift into that second half where it's like, yeah, love doesn't exist anymore. But let's see how that applies when he actually falls in love with someone and forces mm. his, himself to apply those ideas that he's been conditioned to onto Rachel Vice, yeah. 
who is short-sighted, mm-hmm. but now she goes blind. And now they have yeah. nothing in common, but he's in love with mm-hmm. her. It's really interesting. I think at some point uh, she realizes and she moves past that um, that we have to have the something in common. She's mm-hmm. moved past it. Yeah. He is, like you were saying, he's conditioned yeah and so much to where like he can't move past it yeah i think it's yeah i mean he's been in the hotel for like more recently than she has we don't know Mm -hmm. how long she's been out there um and and we can see that this is still affecting him in the city so this means that he's probably been in like his relationship with his wife was probably just built on one thing as well he'd probably come out of the hotel before like Things like that. It's just, I, I do think it's really smart in how it shows it, but I also, I guess I understand the it being hit or miss, where if you think that the one note stuff is just kind of one note and bland, then I, I see how that make, that would kind of put you off to it. I mean, I, I was I was a little disappointed with my reception of this movie this time. Because I, in my mind, I really did love it, and I expected it to be so much better. Yeah. On a second watch, um, can can we just like move into to anything here? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I'm going to move into a weird spot, and that is the thing that bothered me the absolute most about this movie. Um, is it is it her grinding on him? No. Oh, that um, bothered me. <laughs> yeah. Insane scene. It was weird, but um, it's it's that stuff where everything's so shocking, and uh, oh my goodness, I'm Yorgos, and like Yorgos isn't really like that. I don't think he really oh, does do, stuff. For I a do purpose, think he is, <laughs> but he always does it for a purpose. Yeah, I would agree with that. He still does it for a purpose here. I don't know why it pisses me off so much. And that is probably going to be the reason that I never watch this movie ever again. What? (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's the attempted suicide scene. Okay. Yeah. I kind of assumed that's where we're going. I have never... I, if I was not doing this for a podcast, I would have turned the movie off. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It made me want to, I like was moments away from getting up and going and vomiting. And I don't just vomit because something looks disgusting on a screen or something like that. It was making my insides like cringe. It's, and it's, I think like part of it. I, I'm the act itself is not played for comedy at all. Yeah. But it's the the way Colin Farrell reacts to it is played for comedy. Yeah. So that is yeah. where I'm like, that is where it's really off putting. But it's not like in a way where I was I felt like it was out of touch with the rest of the movie. So maybe it was just like the fact that the movie opens with the donkey that immediately just set my mind in a place where like, yeah, no, we're just gonna go there. Yeah. But I, I do, I see where that you're coming from with that. It's a lot. The thing that pisses me off more than anything, really, is the fact that I can't just be like, oh, this shouldn't be in the movie. 
Because I think it, it needs it to be, be there. It's, yeah, it's necessary. I just, I I think I could promise right now I'm never watching this movie again, and it's single-handedly yeah. because of that scene. That scene happens. I'm thrown out of whack, and that may be why the second half soured so much because. The first half, I was still like very much in the headspace I was when I watched it the first time, where I was really mm-hmm. liking it. Then this happens. I get the life sucked straight out of me, and I don't want to watch the movie anymore. Yeah. And then the second half is boring. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. It's I see just where like, you're coming from. Let's just sit in the woods. That's where I... I okay, I will say, your your reaction to the second half is where I was the first time. Yeah, and it's it's not. I'm not saying oh, watch it again and you'll get it. I I know you get it, but it's I'm not watching it again. So <laughs> exactly, and I'm not uh, exactly. Yeah. But I'm like, especially this time, I think the second half worked a lot better for me, um, mm-hmm. because I think the first time I didn't identify at all with the second half. I just like didn't know what to do with it, but I really did identify with it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, like it making it two opposites. And then in the end, trying to find this weird middle ground and the only way you can find a middle ground between forced romance where you have nothing in common and you're not allowed to be in a romantic relationship. The only way to really find a middle ground there is abstraction and ending the movie in a place of ambiguity. And is he able to make that decision? I don't know. I don't know if he's really a healed person. Um, I would say he's probably too broken to actually do it i think there's a world where he fakes it and just acts blind because she'll never know Uh um things like that like it's i think ending the movie there is really smart i I I still adore the ending yeah yeah um but yeah i do think the middle or that second hour um if you want to get into it drags a little bit but it was never Tracks. to the point where i had a, a huge problem with it maybe because yeah. i was still having a lot of fun with the humor the humor really worked for me this time i was cracking up mm-hmm. like me too. laughing out loud by myself i don't do that yeah see i was cracking up at the beginning and then that happened and i was like oh i want to die now yeah and never watch this ever again i don't know That's it valid. really it really affected me this time, and I have no clue why. Yeah. It's just, God, I'm thinking about it right now. It's stuck in my head. It's her guttural. Mm-hmm. It's guttural a scream. Yeah. Screams. It's rough. Yeah. Over and over again, not letting you get away. It's. Yeah. It's extremely well made. Yeah. To make just me not feel pleasant. this unsettling. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's, yeah. yeah. No, I'm with I'm with I've, you. On that. I've wrote down that it's probably the single most horrific thing I've seen in a movie in my entire life. Hmm. I can't think of anything that would beat it. Madam Webb. Madam Webb <laughs> is up there. Sorry. That's number two. It's too easy. Um Jackson, you got anything you wanna talk about? Can we talk about uh the lady who's an asshole? Can you be more specific? The yeah, one who the he lady. calls like the most heartless woman ever. Oh, the the heart. Uh, I think her. She's credited as the heartless woman. Yeah, mm. I think so too. Or something. She's ridiculous, yeah. dude. She's insane. You telling me? You know, Yorgos's dad played professional basketball in Greece. Yorgos played professional basketball. Yorgos did too. Yeah. Whoa. I didn't realize. Yeah, he was that. bald. He was they a. Don't say he, that. Yeah, it is. he bald. 
Okay. <laughs> He's a baller. No wonder why he included the heartless woman getting 192 captives. That's like Will mm-hmm. Chamberlain numbers. Might as well mm-hmm. put that on a piece of paper let her hold it up for a picture, dude. God. <laughs> she is throw, the goat. Throw it in there, actually. She is the goat, dude. She's the goat at turning humans into fucking animals <laughs> and ending their lives. Yes. She's also... God. She is indeed, like, I forgot, like, I thought she was just heartless because she was mean and ca- caught people. And then I forgot what she did to Bob, dude. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot what she did to Bob. And I was like, yeah, that- no, she heartless. Turn turn yeah. her ass into a fucking mouse. What do we think he turned her into? Something really stupid. I, th- I think I it's something I stupid. Bet it was a, I bet it was a dog. No. It might have been a dog, just as payback mm. in some way. Yeah. I have this, like, weird feeling that he just, like... Because you never see him exhibit any rage in this movie, and I think that's interesting. You don't really see mm. him exhibit any emotion, but especially mm-hmm. rage. Um, I I feel like the reason we don't go in there is because he does exhibit emotion. Um, Possibly. We don't follow yeah. him in there, because I think he gets angry. Um... I have this weird feeling that he just doesn't turn her into an animal and he just kills her. Oh. Ah. I was thinking about that when I was watching. I was like, why do we not go in there? And I think it's that. But that's entirely speculative. That's probably the worst punishment. I mean, you don't get. That's what I think. Yeah. You don't even get reborn as anything or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting but to she's, think about. She's also been fighting for so long to not get turned into an animal. Yeah. And he might just turn like... her into a fucking fly or something. Yeah, I was about mm-hmm. to say that. Make her yeah. a yeah. Something fly, mosquito because right? she sucks to the life fly. Out of people. Holy shit, turned her into fucking Brundlefly. <laughs> Brundlefly. <laughs> God. Love that movie. Um That would have made this movie better. That it would have. Um only thing that's getting this thing to five stars is Brundle Fly showing up. Yep. Not to reveal my rating or anything, but you know. Um, we're, yeah, we're I think, all doing it this episode. Yeah. Um, I. I think the last thing I really want to talk about, outside of like the performances, which I think are very good, capital G, very good. Um, but I don't really have anything to say about them. I think they're all, they work really well for what they're yeah, doing. They all, they all work very well. That's how this movie is. It works very well, but it's so just bland and I know it's intentional, but I think my thing is though, like I've seen Colin Farrell give the emotionless Yorgos Lanthimos performance in a more interesting movie in my opinion mm-hmm. and that's killing the sacred deer and yeah. olivia coleman i've seen her give one of the most fun performances that i've ever seen in the favorite like that performance yeah. is just it's not the emotionless hotel manager but it is like really goofy and fun and i really love that movie and i gotta watch that one again but um I don't know. I I think Rachel Vice might be my standout though. Like I think 
what she's doing is kind of that next level for me where she reaches the heights of like a killing of a sacred deer performance Mm -hmm. like how good nicole kidman is in that movie i think rachel vice is like actually there um but i don't know that's that's kind of the last thing i wanted to talk about i'm honestly like it it I don't know if I want to shift into final thoughts before you guys are done. Um, I've got like two things I could say. Okay, go ahead. Um, I do agree that Rachel Weiss is definitely the best. And also I love that she's second build on here and we don't know her name. Yeah. Cause she's just short sighted woman. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know almost anybody's names. The only ones that we know are Colin Farrell, John C. Riley, and Ben Wishaw, mm. but even they aren't Wait, credited. No, we... no yeah, they, they have names yeah. though. It's Robert and John. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I it's pretty fitting. I think how Robert. They are just credited as their the one training attribute. Uh-huh. Exactly. See, the, I'm, I got to stop shitting on this movie because I don't think it's as bad as I'm letting on. Um, but yeah, Rachel Wise definitely her performance gets so much better when her beginning stage is contrasted with her being blind yeah Mm -hmm. because she changes so much and i think it's the most change we see from anybody in the entire movie definitely yeah unless you want to say Um, colin but i i think i'd honestly debate you on that colin stays i don't think he does he's kind of a static character Uh uh-huh he uh Colin's just a simp. He's static, but he's, he's, I, it's, but he's forced to be a simp. Yeah, I think my thing is that like Colin go or what's his name, David, um, goes through the hotel, doesn't really change, and then goes through the opposite location with the forest, the opposite situation, and still doesn't change. I think that's um, really interesting, and I think that's kind of what Yorgos is trying to get at thematically mm-hmm. here is that neither neither extreme is really a possibility when it comes to these things um that like i don't know if you are seeking some kind of romantic relationship um that you it it can't be one trait but it also like you can't force yourself not to in a way you have to actually like give in to the fact that you love this person which is weirdly beautiful for a Yorgos movie, which I feel like I never come out of them, and I'm like, that's a beautiful message. I guess maybe poor things. I, I really like the place that movie ends, but mm-hmm. I think that movie ends in a really beautiful place. But yeah, that's that's it. I kind of do too. Um, I I think that uh, no, what was I gonna say? I just lost it immediately. Wow, that a boy. There that's goes on me. I definitely Election. interrupted you. Well, no, I had it in my mind. Um. And then I just lost it immediately. You were talking about um, Rachel Vice. Yeah, I don't know what it was. But I do have mm-hmm. other things to say. Um, I, I kind of find it interesting that on the episode where I say that I'm not going to watch a movie again because of how horrific something was, uh, it's in Romance Month. Yeah. That's kind of hilarious. Because this is like the least stereotypical romance and mm-hmm. I really love that we picked it because it's such a, I mean, it's obviously a critique on romance. Yeah. Um, and a critique, it's a critique on the films that 
go yeah. along with the themes that it's it's an about, anti-rom which is where com I find it the to most... an extent yes yeah it is um and i think that's why like it won the... the queer palm i'm gonna be honest i think yeah. that's why because uh-huh. they could kind of see it's... that immediately it's the antithesis of like all things that you would expect someone to pick on romance month exactly and we picked it which is yeah awesome i think i think um, there is something really admirable and obviously queer about breaking down any yeah. kind of tradition when it comes to romance and just kind of forging your own path and that that's where i'm at when i when it, i say that i love this movie yeah that's where i am um i i, w- I want to take a brief moment to say that i think yorgos is one of the most distinct directors working today mm-hmm. um and he has that david lynch quality where every movie that he touches he does in such a unique way from like the other movies because yes killing of a sacred deer and the lobster have similarities because it's made by the same person but yeah. they're so distinct that like you can think back and remember um kind of like the flavor of a movie um that doesn't taste like any other movie yeah. and they're all just made by the same guy which is yeah. very yeah. interesting because i think of a kurosawa it's they're all the same flavor they're just different like hints you find different stuff in there except um, for like the occasional like Yorgos. ikiru or something yeah mm. yeah um with someone like yorgos you get different flavors every mm-hmm. time completely different films yeah yeah and i love that um do you want to give your final thoughts oh uh, yeah i can roll roll into final thoughts um wait i do have i do have quotes i want to say uh these these two quotes are uh (laughs) the funniest things in the movie i think um (laughs) i have one how much how much do you love her on a scale of one to 15 15 is so good comedic genius (laughs) and what he drops after yeah 14 14 14 the answer which is hilarious Mm -hmm. because most people would just say the max um and then she just goes 14 is a very impressive score you love her (laughs) very much indeed they're talking like fucking ai they're talking like fucking google translate yes it's hilarious so good she asked him like why she asked him like which one could you live live without without the other one yeah he's like uh I can live without her killer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice 14. Um Yeah, and then uh there's there's another one. This one isn't as funny, but it reminded me of poor things so much. Would you like to play another round of touchy or of touch guess think win? That's what it is. Yeah. So that, yeah. that is such a poor things line. Yeah. That's so Emma Stone. Uh, baby brain clapping her hands together uh-huh. yeah. yeah wide claps mm-hmm. um okay yeah i think that i think that this movie's good like there's no way that i would ever watch this and just say like oh that's i didn't like this one scene in there this movie's bad um but it's funny it's kind of goofy 
but I just struggle when when two things that I remember from this movie. They're probably the two things that I will, or the only two things that I will remember for the rest of my time thinking about this movie after we get done with this conversation. Uh, it's the ending, which is incredible, undeniable. That's going to stick with me in a good way. And the suicide scene. And that's going to yeah. stick with me in the worst way possible. And because of that, and because of how much I just didn't vibe with the second half, which I do think some of was a result of that suicide scene. Um, I just, I'm sticking at a three and a half, no heart. And the only reason I'm not giving it a three is because if I give it a three, I feel like I might have to come back and rewatch it mm-hmm. and move mm-hmm. it up to a three and a half because that's where it probably deserves. So I'm just giving it that right now. That's exactly where I was the first time I watched it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Me, me um, and you switched probably. Yeah. Um, I'll say I I'll, I'll drop my one quote that I thought was just like amazing, um, uh-huh. and uh, it's like one of the first lines of the movie. But it literally like I was not expecting to laugh out loud five minutes into this movie. Um, but it's when Colin Farrell's checking into the hotel, and they ask him. He they're like, um, "We need you to choose now before we." enter you into the system oh, heterosexual or yes, homosexual I wrote this down. <laughs> and he's so like good. um is there a bisexual option available and she said yeah, no sir that. um not since about last summer due to several operational problems yeah. <laughs> yep. before that like he said he was heterosexual and then sits there for like three seconds as she's typing it it's in like, and goes i had one homosexual had encounter one in college though. <laughs> uh, in college yep. it's so good i love but the it, idea it that they're kinda... just like in dystopian society bisexual bisexual erasure is uh-huh. very real still <laughs> yeah God, 20 so years ago i had one homosexual experience <laughs> can i write down bisexual i forgot Ooh. uh one of my biggest things I wanted to talk about. That's so sad. Um, you can talk about it. It was quick. just that this is this is the like most basic ass dystopian storyline ever, but it's just done in a cool way because mm-hmm. it's oh, um, the one thing that's really really bad about our society happened to me, and now I'm with the people that that do the stuff that relates to that. And now, oh, I broke free, and now I'm with the rebellion, and now we're gonna rebel, and we're gonna we're gonna not do what they tell us, and then uh, I'm gonna run into something at the end that makes me feel weird, and that's it. It's like Divergent, but good. It's like Divergent, but with <laughs> but directed by not an AI. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I'm like, I'm a big fan of a lot of the little things here. Like, I don't know. Like, I think Ben Wishaw is great here. I think John C. Riley, in general, we talked about him in Ch- back in Chicago. Yeah. Like, day two of the podcast. But, mm-hmm. God, he's good. We underrate him, him as a society. Get out of basic society. comedies now. Get his ass out please. of Step Brothers and put his ass back in this. Put him in Holmes Magnolia. And Watson. Pat, yeah, Holmes and Watson. Put him in Chicago. Like, let him act. Let him cook. I think it's fun um, in Talladega Nights. I think Talladega Nights is like the one that's the, kind of an yeah, exception I, for me. Yeah. Um, 
I, I like the way that it kind of plays with the narration. I, I, I really like that too. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, I, I think just the details kind of stacked up for me in a, in a way that was really mm. meaningful. I'm going up to four stars on this for sure. Nice. Um, nice. Easy heart, obviously. I, I really do love this. Um, from a three and a half? From a three and a half, yeah. I had been like okay, yeah. three and a half teetering down to a three, and now I'm like four mm. stars solidly. Um, and I have yeah. this feeling that if I come back to this, when I come back to this, little later in life um this could be something that i really do connect to um just because i i look at it so differently now um i think maybe five years from now this will be really interesting something that um i know y'all agree on uh something that is not used well in a lot of movies is slow-mo oh yeah like I like some Zack Snyder movies. Zack uses mm-hmm. overuses slow mo. A lot of people overuse slow mo or don't use it in the right spots or whatever. Your ghost uses it kind of perfectly in the lobster. Yep. I yeah. think he. Uh, it's just when it needs it. It's got the you know, great score over the background. Just great for the atmosphere, kind of setting the tone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to mention that because I, th- I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, do uh, uh, I'm with you, Jackson. Have you seen the Lars von Trier movies? Nope, zero. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, Josh? I guess uh, this is like kind of like a slap in the face towards him. I don't know about it's that. In such a similar way, the only von Trier that I've seen is Melancholia, which has a mm-hmm. lot of slow mo. And I think, and I think that movie is very interesting. Yeah, yes. I really love how that movie uses slow-mo. Um, I don't know if I'd say slap in the face. I actually think they're those two filmmakers are very much in conversation. Um, I do too. They feel... But when he's critiquing and being satirical about everything he does in this movie, I feel like it could have been. I think for me, and I don't want to hijack Jackson's final thoughts, so this is the yeah, last thing I will that's say. That's my bad, this, Jackson. Um, I think both Lars von Trier and Yorgos Lanthimos are very interested in the little things in today's society that are tearing it down and bringing us to a dystopia. If you look at this movie and how he looks at romance and this weird version of romance that that is real despite it being satirized. You look at Killing of a Sacred Deer and the way the family unit is doing that. Um, I, I think Poor Things, in general, that's what that movie is, like, at its face value. Um, and, I, I mean, like, Melancholia is about how that's more internalized and how it's more about depression and anxiety um, as the things that are tearing us down and bringing about the literal end of the world. Um, so, yeah. Uh, great movie melancholy is great go watch that movie yes jackson i won't be watching any large von trier anytime soon you if you're gonna watch, watch one melancholia. do melancholia okay yeah I'm, it's that's the probably most, the only one I'll ever, I'll ever watch it's tough for me to say it's the most accessible but it's definitely the most accessible <laughs> yeah uh, and also the one that's bangs. not called antichrist <laughs> yeah, yeah antichrist that's... god dude yeah. yeah, which I'll watch. Yeah. I'll be watching that soon. I'm I'm curious about that. Mm. 
don't don't nervous don't, but curious. don't don't i'll do it jackson go ahead okay uh he kicks a little girl yes it's fucking hilarious oh, yeah. <laughs> it is pretty funny he does um and the horse with the hair i love the horse the with the hair <laughs> yeah i think i think that girl whatever blonde girl was so real when she just slapped her friend in the face uh-huh. and then said um i want to watch stand by me alone yeah that's just like what how else should you respond to somebody uh I, i'm really gonna miss you as i'm living out the rest of my life happily so sorry yeah. you're getting turned into an animal <laughs> so sorry i died that's that's the exact yeah. same thing that happened yeah yeah the horse has nice hair reference love Nathan. horse has nice hair dude um Anyways, uh, these motherfuckers are single for a reason. They have no game. Um, (laughs) They could not riz up Livy Dunn. They couldn't do it. Who let them cook? They couldn't be (laughs) Baby Grunt. They couldn't be be Baby Grunt. They couldn't do it. Oh, my God. The first time I watched this, I gave it a three and a half and a heart. But that was like two years like one and a half years ago jackson that watched it so it was really like a three with no heart Mm -hmm. um so even though it's not going up technically it has gone up to a three and a half and a heart it has logistically i don't know why i see where you're coming gone up yeah i almost gave it a four i almost gave it a four i thought you were gonna be very solidly at a four I was ah, I was I was almost there. Too big of a um, jump. Yeah, <laughs> bro wasn't real, ready. Real quick before we get into our picks, and I am locked. Um, for my pick, of, yeah, I'm locked you know, too. Actor roulette month. Um, we do have an email. We do have an email. Yes, we do have an email. Um, from Bestie Mason. Um. So I'll read this real quick. It's shorter than the last one. It's getting progressively shorter with these. Um, I feel like at a certain point, it's going to kind of invert on itself like like Tenet. Um, he says... <laughs> I love Tenet. I love Tenet references on podcasts. Sorry, I'm Tenet, Tenet reference out of I nowhere. That's a great Tenet reference. Um, he says, uh, Dear Triple J Studios. Um, you know what? That's better than the last one. That's better than the last one um triple j (laughs) i hope that this letter reaches you well and i plan for it to not be particularly long first things first i would like to say that joey and i now have beef he knows what he did what did you do what did you do to him i don't know did you You injure an audience member i have no clue was it like threatening breaking the disc he didn't break the disc. Mason. Yeah, I don't know. he did. The disc is he intact. Did to break the disc. It's got to be that. Yeah. Can we brainstorm on what that might be? I think it's you threatening to break it. I think it's got to be you. When threatening did I to break threaten it. to break the you, disc? As you were opening it, you were like, "If this is bad, oh, then I will." Break yeah. It. 
because we were like yeah. speculating. And we thought we thought it was going to be an Amsterdam DVD, but it was a food fight DVD, Amsterdam. which is worse. Mm-hmm. I knew if it was you want to hear the live fight. opening, go back to last episode. There's a chapter called Mail Hall. Um, go listen to that. Yeah. It's a lot of screaming. <laughs> if that's what the beef is about, then uh, I stand on business. <laughs> I'll, oh my gosh. We'll, we'll fight about it. Okay. Um, additionally, I'm not quite sure who won this month, but I think I'm going to go with Josh. That's what I thought. Oh. Um, so Bro congratulations. did not watch The Room. He did not watch the yeah, room. Obviously he's going he with listen, room. he's going with the representation pick. I respect it. I, I'm happy about it. He picked the gay one. It, I think it's deserved. I think Desert Hearts was amazing. Um in other news, the room was the most Jackson pick ever, and each of the other picks yes. were equally the most Joey and the most Josh. That's true. Um I'm excited for this upcoming month, which I'm assuming will be some sort of Oscar related theme. No, it won't be some sort of Oscar related theme. Uh, because everyone's doing Oscar-related theme next month, and I don't want to do that. Um. Anyways, uh, with love, friend of the pod, Mason. P.S. I would also like to congratulate Joey on coming out as a lesbian. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Great with this Wait, home. that's why he has beef. No, 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 no. He's no. homophobic. <laughs> no, he, he just, oh my god. god. He just said he's proud of you. Bitch, he just said he's uh, proud he just, of you. One, he just said his favorite of the month was, was the a lesbian movie. Two, he said he was proud of you, and then you say, no, he's he lying. Did, he wants to fight me because I'm he a He went lesbian. out of his way to lie twice. He wants to fight me because of that. There's no uh, other reason it could be. Uh, PPS. When is the merch PPS. store opening? <gasps> oh, um, the merch store is opening. Here's here's the thing, the merch store is is not planned anytime soon, um, because <laughs> um, our logo was made in approximately three seconds by yours truly. <laughs> so if anyone oh, yes. listening. Or if anyone who who's listening knows someone who would like to design a logo for us. If we can get an actual logo, that's when the merch store happens. If you want to if yes. you want it to happen, I will make it happen. Uh we will not make any money off of that thing, but we'll make more cute importantly, little socks. I want cute little it. socks Yay! with the logo on it. I want a cute little shirt. Um yeah. but I would love a, a better logo than the garbage that I threw together. I'm actually like it's it's like top priority for me to find someone who can design that. So if you're listening to hour ten of this episode and you you want to help us with that, um, reach out. I'm always I'm all ears for help on that. We should we should just make Jackson make it. Jackson could draw something. That would be really something. funny. I think that would mm-hmm. be that would funny, be really I think. funny. I think I have been doing Photoshop in one of my classes. <laughs> I can put I've some been... AI monkeys on there. You, you could you could you could. Um, Okay, so important business. We got two picks to announce. Business. Yeah. Business. You want to go first, Josh? I make okay. them better I'll than Monterey Pop. I'll go first. Um, I Joey and Jackson gave me Tilda Swinton for next week. I have to pick anything that Tilda Swinton has been in. Um, there's so many choices. So many choices. This will be next Friday's episode, right? Yeah. Um, I. 
have narrowed it down. I narrowed it down pretty quickly to a couple things. Um, like my ass was not picking fucking Doctor Strange. Like, no, what are we doing? Um, oh, boo! What I'm pretty in game. Yeah, I was gonna pick Endgame, which I didn't even know she was in, but okay. Um, oh god, she's got that fucking scene with the Hulk, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, listen. In general, if you're a distributor listening to this, do not make your movies impossible to find because I want to pick Jeez. something like Memoria. Memoria yeah. is something mm-hmm. that I just like need to see. And that movie is impossible to find. So I will not be picking Memoria despite really, really wanting to. Um, the other one that I almost went with was Edward the Second. Um, this is part like one of the movies that I'm like gonna get around to soon, just because it's like really important queer cinema of the early nineties. Um, it's for a project that I'm working on that if you want to go check out my letterbox and check out the huge list that I just published um it's in there but um the one i am gonna go with though is the movie that she won her oscar for um if we're kind Mm. of having this pseudo oscar theme um in 2008 for the movies in 2007 she wins best supporting actress for uh on theme the george clooney film um that has this weird cult following that i've always been intrigued by i've never seen I've been wanting to watch it for a couple of years now. Um, so we're going to watch Tony Gilroy. Um, mm. We're going to watch Michael Clayton next week. Okay. I have seen Michael Clayton and I don't remember a single thing. I I think that's probably a good place to be. Yeah. Honestly. Um, the guy my who did mutuals, the Legacy. Yeah. Um, Yo! He was also... Is this the Gilroy that was working on Andor? Uh, I think it is. Oh, uh, yes. I think it's that one. How did I not make Whoa. that connection? Holy yep. shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Andor Peak. Andor Peak. Yeah. Michael Clayton. So we'll, we'll be talking now. about Andor. Yeah, my, mm. uh, my mutuals, it's almost exclusively four and a halves and fives. Wow. Um, with a couple fours, there is a single one star in here. Wow. Um, but yeah, I'm very intrigued. It's going to be a big one, probably a a rental, but I think it's a good pick. Jackson, what are you going with for your, your Nick Cage pick? Okay. So a lot of different ways I could have gone with this. Uh, the one I nearly picked was face off. I nearly picked face off because I really wanted to watch Mm -hmm. it and I probably will watch it soon. Yeah. uh, Cause I want to see some of those. I, I want to watch more Travolta movies because he's actually really good. And he's he's really good before about the year, I don't know, like 2005. You should watch The Fanatic. Oh, yeah. I should watch Gotti. Yeah, you should watch Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I should watch Gotti. Um, wish y'all had given me John Travolta so we could have watched Gotti. Yeah. I, I would have. That would have been a Jackson pick. Yeah. I mean, after yeah, following up The Room back. with Gotti. I gotta That's come crazy. back with a good pick. He d- he does okay. have to try to get a good one here. I have yeah. to alternate. Okay. There's one I want you so to. That's pick. why. Please pick what I think uh, you're picking. Do it. I am. I don't know what y'all want me to pick. 
Oh, okay. Um, well, he's not I'm introducing it, some uh, some of the best director uh, of all time. Uh, welcome you. the Coen Brothers to the podcast. We're watching <laughs> Raising Arizona. Yes, Fuck dude. Yes. How did you? How did you make me think that you weren't picking the movie that I thought you were gonna pick? <laughs> That's God, not what that I thought you were going to pick. Coaster. That's not that's what not I thought what you were going to pick, pick, but that's the right way to pivot from Michael Clayton. Let's fucking go. Yeah. I, I watched so it for the first time back in November, and I'll talk more about it. Like my yeah. history with it. Uh, I knew I, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. It's for the so record, good. the thing that I thought he was going to pick, I thought he was going to pick Pig. I had this hunch no. that you were going to pick Pig. I love Pig so much. So I was so that's that's praying where we're at. that you were gonna pick Raising Arizona. Yeah, uh, I need so, a rewatch of that so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so does Josh. Um, Josh has it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll take the rating off. So it's um, next Friday will be Michael Clayton, March first. The next Friday after that will be Raising Arizona, and then early ish the next week will be Monterey Pop for Joey's. Uh, yes. birthday episode um and then after that will be i think i get another pick i don't know scheduling's weird um but we're each getting two movies in the month of march so six episodes so cool that's it for us for this week any last things um get lobstered done to bring out the lobster that's what i'm saying and uh mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Trying to bring out the whole ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to bring him, out the Cohen brothers. Mm-hmm. Tell them to, not yet. Uh, tell them to bring out the Tony Gilroy. Tell them to bring out the Michael Clayton. It's late, guys. I'm tired. <laughs> Roblox, man. I'm tired. I swear. Okay, we'll see you guys next week for Michael Clayton. DJ Kylie. <laughs>